0: Thank you. Hello and good evening. Welcome to Podcasting for Christ. This is Evangelist Stacy Gibson with He's Got the Whole World in His Hands Ministry. And believe me, yes, he does. He has the whole world in his hands. Hey, lift your hands up this uh, evening, Father, and, and praise the Father. And let's go ahead and get on, as promised on my promo. Uh, we're going to be in John chapter 20, verse 8 tonight. John chapter 20, verse 8, Seeing is Believing. Seeing is believing. Let's uh, while you get your Bibles out. I'll go to the Lord in prayer here, and let me read the scripture first, though. It says, "Then went in also that other disciple, which came first to the sepulcher, and he saw and believed. He saw and believed." dear lord i love you and i thank you father dear god i thank you for everyone listening father dear lord i pray that you'd open up their spiritual eyes tonight father dear god i pray that you'd dear god help them to see and believe father dear god dear lord for those that are lost help them to see and believe open up their eyes their hearts their minds and their ears to receive truth and accept it dear lord i pray for that backslider father dear lord that you would open up their eyes and help them to get restored and dear god for the for the believers tonight father dear lord i just pray that you would get a hold of them father dear lord and dear god i know that seeing is believing for a lot of people but dear god tonight and for me and my life and for the listeners i want us to believe before we see to have the faith dear god And to know that you are a mighty, awesome God, a God who answers prayers, a God who is with us, Father, dear Lord, and a God that will never forsake us, a God that has his mercy that endureth forever, an amazing grace, Father, dear Lord, that we know that you have, and dear God, that you take care of your children for this, dear God, I praise you and I give you honor and glory for everything that you do and I pray right now Father dear God your Holy Spirit that was that is within me would be the preacher, would be the teacher would be the podcaster would be the evangelist tonight Father dear God use me as your mouthpiece dear God to speak just for a moment here And dear Lord, like I said, I'm going to give you all the praise, all the honor and glory for I am nothing without you. I can't make a difference without you, Father, dear God. In fact, dear Lord, I have to have the Holy Spirit to speak right now, Father, dear God, through me in order to make a difference. And I love you, dear God, I do. I love you with all my heart, everything that I have. I just want to give you praise and I thank you for your son, Jesus Christ, Yahshua. That died upon that cross, that shed his blood for the atonement for all my sins. Thank you, Christ. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. Glory. Hallelujah. They went, they then went in also that other disciple, which came first to the sepulchre, and he saw and believed. It was an empty tomb that disciples seen that glorious morning when Christ arose, that resurrection morning. The work of Christ's earthly ministry in physical form is ended, and His reign at the right hand of the Father is now prevalent. As Christ told us on the cross, it is finished. I did not witness the death of Jesus on the cross, nor did I see the resurrection. I did not walk with Christ and see His miracles, however, I believe in all that He has done by my faith. And there is nothing this world can throw at me to change my mind. I have seen his works done in my life and the life of others. I have seen the change in my thinking, my spirit, and my actions that can only be explained by a loving, caring God. The conviction when I sin, the joy of forgiveness, the chastening hand of a loving father who afterwards wraps his loving arms around me, the magnificent the magnificent display of mercy. The real presence of His grace felt as if I was a child sitting in a father's lap. Nothing can compare to the fact that God, the God of all creation, wants to spend time with me. He is interested in what goes on in my life and He wants to be a big part of it. He wants to be involved in making all my decisions so that I make wise choices. He wants to keep me from falling and picks me up when I do. A perfect father who knows best, never giving too little or too much that would leave us in want or in pride. He teaches humility, almsgiving, honor, respect, reverence. He gives wisdom, guidance, strength, and providential care. He is sovereign. And the Bible, his ultimate sacred authority teaches that no man is without excuse. No man is without excuse for failing to believe in his existence. Amen, amen, glory, hallelujah, amen. Hmm. Just a little coffee. The disciples walked with Christ. They saw all of his miracles heard of all this heard all of his teachings yet still had little understanding of his death let's not be too hard on them the holy spirit had not yet come to enlighten them and it would be hard to understand how that one who works such miracles and brings the dead to life again could die himself that was hard for them to understand this however was what christ came to do He came to die for the sins of man, give his life a ransom, atone for sinful man, and satisfy God's wrath. Romans 1, 18. For the wrath of God is revealed from heaven against all ungodliness and unrighteousness of men who hath the truth in unrighteousness, who hold the truth in unrighteousness. Verse 19 goes on to say, Because that which may be known of God is manifest in them. For God sheweth it unto them. Verse 20 goes on to tell us, For the invisible things of him from the creation of the world are clearly seen, being understood by the things that are made, even his eternal power and Godhead. As I've said earlier, so that they are without excuse. One only has to look at creation itself to know that there is a creator the beautiful mountains, the awestruck beaches, the one- wonderstruck skies, the universe, and all its galaxies with innumerable stars, even our own bodies, shout out loud, the Creator. Would you not agree? Mm, We're fearfully and wonderfully made. We're different. We have intellect. We have a spirit, a soul something different about man than any other of God's creations. We have a free will to a certain extent. And boy, if we can't see by looking around us, and if we can't see by even looking in the mirror that there's a Creator, God help us. Mm. God's wrath was satisfied by the appeasement of Christ, His atoning blood, a propitiation. The law could not justify it only. It, it, it only revealed our need for a Savior, because all men have sinned (Romans 3:20). Therefore, by the deeds of the law, there shall no flesh be justified in His sight, for by the law is the knowledge of sin. No one can su- successfully keep the law. Romans 3:23 says, "For all have sinned and come short of the glory of God." God's grace is made a way through Christ. Romans 3, 24 and 25 being justified freely by His grace through the redemption that is in Christ Jesus whom God has set forth to be the propitiation through faith in His blood to declare His righteousness for the remission of sins that are passed through the forbearance of God. Hey, if seeing is believing, then can't you look around and see all that God has created and done for you by and through Christ Jesus that you just need to believe to me it takes far more faith not to believe in a creator a watchmaker an intelligent design Isaac Newton said this the most beautiful system of the sun the planets and the comets could only proceed from the counsel of, of dominion of an intelligent and powerful being Einstein said this, everyone who is seriously involved in the pursuit of science becomes convinced, becomes convinced that a spirit is manifest in the laws of the universe, a spirit vastly superior to that of man, one in the face of which we with our modest powers must humble. John 1: 3 all things were made by him and without him was not anything made that was made let me grab some more coffee I can't tell you how many episodes I see here and just let it get cold amen <laughs> hey, that's okay though hey Hebrews 3 4 says for every house is builded by some man but he that buildeth or he that built, all things as God. Genesis 1 1 in the beginning God created the heavens and the earth. Genesis 1 27 so God created man in his own image in the image of God created he him male and female created he them. Isaiah forty eight thirteen. My mine hand also hath laid the foundations of the earth and my right hand hath spanned the heavens when I call unto them they stand up together. God's handiwork is all around. God's word gives us the truth about how it all started and how it will all end. We just need to see all that God has done and believe. We just need to see and we need to believe. Let's believe before we see. Let's have the faith that we need to have. God leads us to victory every day in the battles we face. God is displeased when we do not trust Him because of disbelief, even when we can't see what's ahead. God has never brought me to a situation and left me there to handle it on my own. He has never let me down. He's led me in the wrong. He's never led me down the wrong road. He's never given me bad advice and not held true to His promises. I have only failed when not taking his counsels. When God directs us and we are listening to his counsel, at times it may seem that our backs are against the wall with nowhere to turn, the enemy has surrounded us and for a brief moment, God is nowhere to be found or it seems, however, this is the point where our faith must be exalted. Our trust brought to the forefront and God's efficacy realized God does not make mistakes we're in the exact spot God wants needs and desires us to be in not for his knowledge but ours we must realize or excuse me we must rely and fall back to scripture in every situation Every trial, every setback, every hardship, and every satanic attack. And boy, you can expect that. Knowing God has not forsaken us and he will perfect what concerns us. Psalms 138. Eight, the Lord will perfect that which concerneth me. Thy mercy, O Lord, endureth forever. Forsake not the works of thine own hands. Isaiah thirty five, four says, Say unto them that are fearful heart, or of a fearful heart, be strong, fear not. Behold, your God will come with vengeance, even God with a recompense. He will come and save you. Christ prays for our success. And he wants us to know the truth. John 17, 17, Sanctify them through thy truth. Thy word is truth. The truth is that we will face tribulation in this world and our backs will seem to be against the wall at times with nowhere to turn. And this is when we turn to Christ and the truth found in Scripture. John 16 These things have I spoken unto you that ye that in me ye might have peace in this world ye shall have tribulation hey but be of good cheer I have overcome the world do not let despondency overcome you or tribulation will become evanescent our tribulation will become evanescent soon passing fading out of sight to new horizons and our faith catapulted beyond imagination. We serve a perpetual God. He saved the children of Israel many times from the enemies of God and we can rest assured we can rest assured we can rest assured He will save us as well. Seeing is believing. However, like I've stated, God's wills that we would believe before we see. God, God, wills that? Mm. You know what? I got <clears throat> Psalms 106. If you got your Bibles, go, go ahead and turn there. And you follow along with me. I want to do some reading of God's word. And let God's word do the talking. Psalms 106. And hopefully I can get all this in before the break. 7 through 48, that's a lot. boys. For forever to say, yes, right, let's, let's just look at this. But it's God's mercy endures forever. Let's see this, right? Verse 7 says, Our fathers understood not the wonders in Egypt. They remembered not the multitude of thy mercies, but provoked him at the sea. This is the Red Sea, and even, even at the Red Sea is what it says. Nevertheless, he saved them, right? He saved them despite their disbelief. Nevertheless, he saved them for his name's sake that he might make his mighty power to be known. He rebuked the Red Sea also, and it was dried up, so he led them through the depths as through the wilderness. And he saved them from the hand of him that hated them and redeemed them from the hand of the enemy. And the waters covered their enemies, and there was not one of them left. We know this story, speaking about Pharaoh and his army chasing after the children of Israel. Hey, their backs were against the wall. They had the enemy on one side, the Red Sea on one side. But hey, I'm telling you, when we get in a situation like that, all we need to do is trust and believe in God and knowing that he's got our backs and knowing that he's going to provide a way when there seems to be no way. And we know that even, not only did he provide a way for his children to get out of it, but he destroyed all of their enemies in the process. Notice verse 12. After God showed his mighty hands and his mighty works, is is it then believed they his words and they sang his praise. Oh, I'm telling you now, God wants us to sing before. He wanted them to sing while their backs were against the wall and that's what he wants us to do. Then soon forgot. And soon forgot his works. They soon forgot his works. They waited not for his counsel. I said that earlier. You gotta wait on God's counsel. But lusted exceedingly in the wilderness and tempted God in their heart, and gave, and he gave them their request, but sent leanness into their soul. They envied Moses also in the camp, and Aaron the saint of the Lord. The earth opened and swallowed up Dathan. And covered the company of Abiram, and the fire was kindled in the company in the company, and the flame burned up the wicked. They made a calf, a calf in Horeb, and worshiped the molten image. Thus they changed their glory into the similitude of an ox that eateth grass. They forgot God, their Savior, which had done great things in Egypt, wondrous works in the land of Ham, and terrible things by the Red Sea. Therefore, he said that he would destroy them. And, and had not Moses, his chosen, stood before him in the breach to turn away his wrath, lest he should destroy them. Yea, they despised the pleasant land. They believed not his word, but murmured in their tents and hearkened unto the voice, and, and hearkened not unto the voice of the Lord. Therefore he lifted up his hands against them to overthrow them in the wilderness, to overthrow their seed also among the nations and to scatter them in the lands. They joined themselves also unto Baal-peor and ate the sacrifices of the dead. They provoked him to anger with their inventions and, they, and the plague brake upon them. They stood up Phanias and executed judgment so that the plague was stayed. And that was counted to him for righteousness unto all generations forevermore. They angered him also at the waters of strife so that, so that it went ill with Moses for their sakes because they provoked his spirit so that he spake unadvisedly with his lips. They did not destroy the nations concerning whom the Lord commanded them but were mingled among the heathens and learned their works. See, there's your key on why he says, stay away from people and separate yourself. And that's why there was a key that he wanted you to destroy certain people and get them off the face of the earth because he knew they would corrupt them. And because why? Verse 36 and said, they served their idols. God does not want us. That's why he wanted them out of the land, he wanted them to clear them, which were a snare unto them. Notice that. Yet they sacrificed their sons and their daughters unto devils and shed innocent blood, even the blood of their sons and of their daughters, whom they sacrificed into the idols of Canaan. And the land was polluted with blood. Oh, wake up, America. Our land is polluted with blood. All the innocent children that are being aborted, all the the innocent blood of the sex trafficking and, and, and slave labor. Wake up, America. Thus were they defiled with their own works and went a-whoring with their own inventions. Therefore was the wrath of the Lord kindled against his people insomuch he abhorred his own inheritance and he gave them into the hand of the heathen. They that hated them ruled over them. Wake up, America. Their enemies also oppressed them. And they were brought into subjection under their hand. Many times did he deliver them, but they provoked him with their counsels and were brought low for their iniquity. Nevertheless, he regarded their affliction when he heard their cry. Oh, do we not serve a merciful God who hears our cries even though we're in the middle of our sin? That's why I'm saying repent now, America, wake up. Maybe it's not too late for us. We know that time is drawing nigh. Christ is going to split that eastern sky. And we know right now he's going to come. The Bible's going to pour out all this wrath, the vials, the cups, the four horsemen, everything as I've spoken of before. All this terrible, terrible things are going to happen upon this earth. Wake up, America. Wake up. Repent, people. Let God hear our cry because we know that we have sinned. We are no different from the children of Israel. We have provoked the Lord to anger. But nevertheless, he regarded their affliction when he heard their cry and remembered for them his covenant and repented according to the multitudes of his mercy. Made them also to be pitied of all those that carried them captives. Save us, O Lord our God, and gather us from among the heathen to give thanks unto thy holy name and to triumph in thy praise. Blessed be the Lord God of Israel from everlasting to everlasting, let all the people say, Amen. Praise ye the Lord. Let's go to break. welcome back I left off I read uh, Psalms 106 7 through 48 and I expounded on a little bit there and I just want to you know let you know that that verse 12 that I read the key verse was, was verse 12 it says you know after he had delivered them after he had parted the Red Sea after they seen their enemies destroyed by the sea coming back on Pharaoh and his army said then believe they his words and they sing his praise. Now don't don't get me wrong here. When we have a great victory in the Lord, we need to sing his praise. But we need to sing his praise and we need to believe during the storm, before the storm and after the storm. Amen. Not that you know, not that we should not praise God afterwards. I didn't you know, after we've seen his glory, after we've seen the answer to our prayers and our enemies defeated, we should, however. Would it not be better Would it not be more beneficial, more uplifting, and pleasing to God that we would have the faith, trust Him, and sing His praise before seeing things come to fruition? Hey, God can speak to our spirit, giving us needed, needed direction, and revealing things that will come to pass if we will just listen. Let me tell you, that's probably the biggest problem that Christians have today is we get out on our knees or sometimes we don't even do that, we just pray. We just ask God, we're, God's that bobblehead Jesus. You know, he's just giving us a yeah, 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 everything we want, right? Agreeing with everything we want. No, we need to get on our knees. We need to understand we're coming before a holy God and we're coming to his presence. We need to listen. what we fail to do we get up off our knees after saying everything we got to say we fail to listen and how can we be obedient if we're not listening you know years ago i'd applied for a loan to buy my house that i now live in and i remember the spirit gave me a piece that would that, that it would go through days before i officially received the news And I remember sharing this with my wife and I said, we got the loan. And the best part was praising him before we actually got the news. Now God did just not give me a piece. He spoke to me through a small, still voice and said, you've got the loan. (laughs) Now I will say to you, there's no prophets today. God's revelation has already been declared and I'm not prophesying to anyone and I'm not going to sit here and say that. And I believe that God will tell me Believe that God will tell me to give some I don't believe that I, I, I don't believe that God will I don't believe that God will give me some kind of special revelation of things to come but I, I am saying however that the providential care that we uh, that that we uh have in God he's a providential God that that we serve and he is able to speak to our hearts and reveal things to us before they happen things we are praying for and things that we might need to be prepared for why do you think it's good to get up in the morning and read their bible and pray and ask god for guidance for the day and he'll show you a scripture about something and you'll know that he's preparing you he's speaking to you and telling you of things that might happen in your day that you're gonna hey that you're gonna have a satanic attack at 10 o'clock or something you know the problem with most believers is we are not listening god can reveal to you you have that promotion, that you've got the job, your child will be healed, and many things that we are earnestly praying about. The point is we can praise him before the official news arrives, and this pleases him and gives him glory. We as children of God forget just how much God loves us, how much he cares for us, and if we just seek him with our whole heart, he will move heaven and earth to give us the desires of our hearts. He gave us his son to take our place on the cross. We deserved to be punished for sin, and he was sinless. Yet he suffered and died for you and me. If this God would give his son for us, do you not think he would do much more to provide, God watch over, preserve and restore? Romans 8:32 He that spared not his own Son, but delivered him up for us all, how shall he not with him also freely give us all things? God wants to be there for us. He wants to be our help. Christ told his disciples that he would go away and go to the Father, that Christ would rise from the dead, be seen of men, and ascend to heaven back to the Father. And when this would happen, they would see and believe. John fourteen twenty nine and now I have told you before it comes to pass that when it come to pass that ye might believe. Christ done many miracles not to show off, not to even help those in need, really. Even though he had a great compassion and honored their faith many times. What are you saying? Well he wanted the world to know that he was deity, that God had sent him that salvation was at hand. He wants all to see that he was the Messiah. That is, he's the way. That he is, he is the way, the truth, and the life. My prayer is that God will open up the spiritual eyes of all people so that they can see and believe in the one and the only Savior, Christ Jesus. Jesus said, you believe, this is John 14, Ye believe in God, believe also in me. Christ had gone to the Father, the Spirit of truth has come, which will help the, the faithless believe, the believer increase in faith, and guide us all in truth. John 16, 13. Howbeit, when he, the Spirit of truth, is come, he will guide you into all truth, for he shall not speak of himself, but whatsoever he shall hear, that shall he speak, and he will shew you things to come. Our body is in the holy temple of God, the Holy Spirit resides within us giving us truth, helping us with our doubts, convicting us of sin, encouraging us to keep pressing forward, comforting us when we are down, and giving us spiritual eyes to see all that God has done for us so that we might believe and not doubt that our God can do the impossible. Matthew 19, 26, But Jesus beheld them and said unto them, With men this is impossible, but with God all things are possible. Do you believe that? Christ not only prayed for his disciples, he prayed for you and me, that we might believe in him through the disciples' words, which are written for us in our Bibles. John 17, 20, Neither pray I for these alone, but for them also, which shall believe on me through their word. Verse 21 says that they all may be one as thou father art in me and I in thee that they also may be one in us that the world may believe that thou hast sent me there is power in the name of Christ Jesus and power even in reference to his name and when Christ speaks he has the power to humble even the lost we have heard it many times that every knee shall bow before him and we get a glimpse of this during his arrest. I love this. If have never noticed this. Look at this. John 18, 6 says, As soon as, as soon then as he had said unto them, I am he, they went backwards and fell to the ground. Now, wait a minute. Let me get this straight. Judas leads the Roman soldiers and the captains of the temple and a large group of armed people to Christ. And Christ just speaks. And, you know, they're looking for him. Hey, we're looking for Jesus Christ in Nazareth. He said, I am he. Oh, those words and they fell backwards into the ground now that's powerful now i was there i was not there to see it but i do believe in the power of his voice even in the even the gentile centurion knew that all christ had to do was speak and his servant would be healed in luke 7 7 wherefore neither thought i myself worthy to come unto thee but say in a word and my servant shall be healed this Gentile Roman soldier believed before he saw. And even Christ stated in verse 9 I say unto you, I have not seen, or excuse me, I have not found so great faith, no, not in Israel. Where's your faith? Do you believe? Do you believe in God? Do you believe in His Son? Could Christ say to you that you have weak faith, great faith, or perfect faith like the centurion? Do you believe in the power of the Lord Jesus Christ? Do you believe in his holy name? Do you believe right now that whatever situation you're in, that God knows exactly where you are? Do you believe right now that he is ready, willing, and able to deliver you? Read the Psalms. Is he listening to your prayers? Do you have sin in your life that you need to get rid of? Do you need to wash your hands, cleanse your heart, purify your mind? God loves you. God has not forsaken you. God is there for you. He's your rock. He's your deliverer. He's your buckler. He's your shield. He's your high tower. He's your way maker. Where's your faith? Are you going to wait till you see and then believe? Are you going to believe now and just wait and then glorify him now and glorify him after you have had the answer to your prayers? Hmm. Now all this leads me to tonight's bottom line. Christ told Thomas, because thou hast seen, thou believed. John 20, 29, Jesus saying to him, Thomas... Because thou hast seen me, thou hast believed. Blessed, that's me and you, blessed are they that have not seen and yet believed. That's you and me, if you believe. Sadly many still do not believe. John 4, 48, Then said Jesus unto unto him, Except ye see signs and wonders ye will not believe. Why do we have to see a sign? Is not the empty tomb enough? Is not an empty cross enough? Can you not look around you at the world events and see that Scripture is being fulfilled and that Christ can return at any moment? Are you ready? Can you see? Do you believe? Or does God have to send a miracle your way? Sadly, many will see God's judgment come when the trumpet shall sound and the judgment of God upon this earth when it happens. Revelations 9, 20, and 21, and the rest of the men which were not killed by these plagues yet repented not of the works of their hands, they should not worship That they should not worship devils and idols of gold and silver and brass and stone and of wood which neither can see, nor hear, nor walk. Neither repented they of their murders, nor their sorceries, nor their fornication, nor of their thefts. Don't let this be you. Repent and believe now in the name of Christ Jesus do not wait until you see that it's too late if you're lost if you don't know Jesus Christ is your personal Savior I beg you and plead with you now to fall down to your knees you can't you see the signs of the time and things that are going on around you this world is not getting any better I may not have that many listeners out there they're lost so hey If you're saved and you're hearing this, let me tell you, it's up to you to share this message. It's up to you to share this podcast. It's up to you to take the Word of God and reveal it to others that they may see. It's up to you right now, believer, listener, to start listening to God. Start praising Him. Start believing in Him before the miracle happens. Oh, that man would praise the Lord for His wonderful works. Time and time again, God has delivered. Time and time again, God's been there for us. Can we not see, can, do we not have a testimony that we can praise God? And boy, it seems like the church today, we've lost our testimonies. It seems like the church today, we're not praising God. You know, that right there ought to scare you. Because we're lukewarm. We're sitting in our recliners kicking back with a remote in our hands and we don't care that there's a lost and dying world out there going to hell oh I'm saved I got what I need God help us if you're listening to me start praising god now if you're in a trial if you're in a storm go ahead and praise him now for his deliverance he is not forsaking you you are his child let's pray dear god i love you and i thank you father dear god i thank you for all these listeners and i thank you father dear lord for being a god That time and time again, as we fail you, Father, dear Lord, you still pick us up. You still hear our cries when we call out to you, Father, dear Lord. But it's my prayer, Father, dear God, that we wouldn't have to see to believe, dear God, that we'll believe and then we'll see. That we'll start praising you, Father. That we'll start realizing, getting on our knees, Father, dear God, or even prostrating ourselves flat on the floor, Father, dear Lord. Know that we're coming into the presence of a holy God. Help us to keep our hands clean and pure. Help us to look into you, Father, dear God. You're our help. And this is where our help comes from, Father, dear God, from you and you alone. Vain is the help of man. Man can do nothing for us. Vain is the help of princes. Dear God, you are our our deliverer. You are our help. And you're the one, the only one that can save. You're the only one we can call out to, Father. That could change our circumstances. Dear God, as I spoke of your mighty voice earlier, dear God, all you've got to do is speak and it will happen. Help us, Lord. Help the church. Help pastors, Father, dear God. Help those that are caught up in these these wolves and sheep's clothing, Father, dear God. This new church movement that's on the rise, Father, dear God. Teaching unity, Father, dear God. Now, dear Lord, I know right now that unity is important among the brethren, believers, Dear God, I'm not to unite with someone who doesn't believe in you just because they call themselves a church. Dear God, that's not what you want. Dear God, these some of these churches out there growing in leaps and bounds, but dear God, they're teaching another gospel. They're teaching another Christ, Father, dear God, and many people are being deceived, Father, dear Lord, into thinking dear god as i've said before dear lord if they're in a church father dear god and you're not stepping the preacher's not stepping on your toes you're in the wrong church sin is wrong hell is hot and it needs to be preached hell fire and brimstone still today help us lord dear god help us help america dear god help our government father dear lord it's gone mad Help us, Father, dear God. We're murdering babies still, Father, dear Lord. They're making a way. They're getting around laws. Dear God, I pray your hand and arm of judgment will come down on these businesses, Father, dear God, that are offering airfare so someone can go to another state and murder a baby. Lord, help us. Help us, Lord. The twisted things that we're teaching in our schools, dear God, our schools ain't been the same since we took prayer out of them and since we took the Ten Commandments out of them. And Bible study. Oh Lord, can't people see? Open up the eyes of the people, Father, dear Lord. Let there break. Let a great revival break out in each and every one of the believers' hearts right now in our homes. Let revival come in our churches. Let a great revival come. Dear God, that maybe it's too late. You know, there's times, Father, dear Lord, we know when the children of Israel, the Ezekiel and Isaiah, Jeremiah, all of them, they all prophesied, Father, dear God, what was going to happen to the children of Israel? And there was a point that even if they repented, Father, dear God, it was too late. That your judgment has already been in, put in motion. Now, I don't know if it's too late for America, Father, dear God, but even if it is, Father, dear Lord, help us as Christians to save as many people as we can before your judgment comes. Help us, Father, dear God, to know right now, dear Lord, that at least we can stand before you and lay crowns at your feet, Father, dear God. That each and every day that we wake up, we have air in our lungs. It's not too late for us to get things right with you personally and start making a difference and making an impact in the lives of others. I love you, dear God. I thank you and I praise you thank you for your son jesus i'm thankful that you when you look at me that you see the blood and i pray for each and every listener i pray for anyone the sound of my voice dear god please help this podcast it's truth father dear god i'm trusting that i'm giving truth father dear god and help this truth ring out around the globe father and i'm trusting you and you know what i'm praising you already for that i ain't i ain't seen it yet father dear god but I'm believing right now and I'm praising you right now for what you're going to do with me in this ministry. In Christ's name, I pray. Amen. Amen. Hey, this is Evangelist Stacy Gibson with He's Got the Whole World in His Hands Ministry and you've been listening to Podcasting for Christ. Hey, thank you very much for tuning in and God bless you until we meet again. Amen.